Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the AT. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotted the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity car, and the 29 truck, and solo again today. Brett, Brett Griffin, spotter Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, fresh off a truck race, which was the longest week of my life in the Kentucky. Latest, the latest truck race I've ever been involved yeah, in. Yeah, Myatt Snyder with a, with a pretty solid run for half the race, <clears> and Kristen <throat> is missing her third show in a row. Cut her pay. She's done. Done. <laughs> we don't get paid. And we don't even get oh, yeah. told that she's not coming. She just doesn't show up. Yeah, Literally, so she's probably upstairs in her office. We don't right know now. if she's having anaphylactic shock, if she's been in a – we're worried about her. Or just doesn't want to come. Which is fine, but you yeah. got to tell somebody something. Just tell us. It's like I mean, we're, we're, we're dressed up and we're ready to go to the prom and our date's not yeah, showing up. I feel like she's stringing us along. What an idiot. Idiot. Killing us. Yeah, I mean, she's killing the vibe. I guess we're just going to replace her with, an, with another female. Josh, how you doing today? Doing well. Josh, <laughs> <laughs> producer Josh here. <laughs> well, can, uh, Kentucky was long. It was long. You went there actually a day earlier than I did. I don't think I'll ever do that again. Yeah, that's why I don't. And I not went to, uh, so this is a true story. I get up Wednesday morning, which is the day after July 4th. People would call it on their calendars July 5th. Yeah. So I get up on July 5th. should be a holiday. Oh, I get up on July 5th at 5 a.m., shower, go to the airport, fly out, 6.30. That guy's a Gamecock fan. Go Gamecocks. So we leave at 6.30 and land in Kentucky, get to the track at 10. We're supposed to get on track at 1 o'clock. Raining. No, the NASCAR plane, Concierge. Oh, that's right. I had a mechanical failure. So all the people, all the NASCAR people – couldn't get to Kentucky, so we were delayed like four hours. <laughs> I could have slept till nine o'clock, basically. But here's the thing: the teams went are up there. Thursday. The, the teams are there. I mean, yeah. teams drove because you know. Let's face it: truck. Some teams, of these guys have team vans. They don't have the budget to fly, yeah. so they they left on July fourth, missed time with their family, drove all night, get to Kentucky. They're ready to get on the track, but yeah. NASCAR's not there, so it's a full blown no go. So I literally wasted an entire day of my life once again over Concierge Air. Yeah, I'm not so sure they should be around anymore. I'm done. Yeah, I they, wasn't even on the plane, and it ruined my fucking life. Yeah. It's annoying. Oh, man. Kills me. Anyway, Kentucky itself, great pre-race, right? I don't care if they can hear me out there. There's a kid out there. 
Uh-huh. Can't be swearing at kid There's up no there. kids out there. Everybody's big, but I, but I saw, see the kid must be really I short. Saw a kid Earmuffs. A I saw a kid in a hat right there. Earmuffs. And my daughter's over there. <laughs> well, your daughter hears it all the time. Not from me. <laughs> <laughs> but Kentucky uh, itself, man, I mean, I feel like they're doing all the things right. I don't know about but right. they're really struggling with that surface. I, I, I don't know if they're doing all things right. They're trying. They are trying. Uh, the, the effort is there. Phenomenal pre-race. This song right here, you remember I this? saw it. Right down the back stretch. Yeah. There may not be a better song for pre-race that's a, that's than this one. I thought the anthem was awesome, too. Dude, that, it was the best anthem we've heard in years. Yeah, they the were into it. The thing we needed that was missing was the guy that talked about his smoking hot wife and the <laughs> prayer. I thought where that was, was Kentucky. Where was that? Uh, I thought that was Nashville. But we needed that guy. Oh, it was Nashville, yeah. It's it's the perfect pre-race if we got that guy. But it's still yeah. a 99 percenter, right? It was good. I thought it was definitely one of the best ones. But, I, you know, if you remember it, it's something. And it was the best temperatures we've ever had there. <laughs> it was actually pretty nice. It was bearable. And you, the you must have, race was pretty hot. But the chubby guy. You, did you I, ran, I must have ran him off. He's gone. He didn't even appear. Yeah. He was scared of Now face. it was actually nice to be able to kind of sneak under there. We had somewhere. And not to mention – uh, this racetrack did bring us waters yes. up to the roof. Yes. The cooler was makeshift. That's fine. But it was better. Listen, it's fine. Uh, it's better than, you know, nothing like some of these tracks that put, you know, like Texas. Where is it? They put a nice cooler up there. They did in Michigan. Yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Where did, the Phoenix Daytona. is awesome. Yeah. Daytona Where's the one where they actually. Year. Bristol. Yeah. Bristol, they put oh, actual big, nice big stand-up coolers. coolers up there. Here's the thing about Kentucky. They're they catching up, up. They've upgraded their parking. They've upgraded their grandstands. They've upgraded the elevator. The, the facility's pretty nice they, now. They, they're getting there, but this new racing surface has still yeah. got them at a deficit because it just it was a boring race. Do you think it's because there's not enough races there every all year long? I think it's just – I mean, we've seen it. A, a new, look <clears> at the worst races of the year so far. They're all repaves. Michigan – Kentucky, <coughs> Texas, all three recently repaved, and we just can't get away from it having one group. I saw Jeff Burton tweeted or, or made a comment, something about, you know, if this had been Michigan, the guy could have went to the middle and made a move. No, he couldn't have. you you got to run right on the bottom at yeah, Michigan, Yeah, you too. can't go. you, you got to be able to – it's just the surface. These idiots, these idiots that are that are deciding to run the tire monsters on the bottom yeah. have got to stop. If you're going to run it, run it everywhere. And run it more times, second grooving up, than actually on yeah, the bottom. Yeah, like – the bottom gets the least. I wouldn't even do the very bottom. I wouldn't even do the very bottom lane. I'd move it up. My favorite you, quote They're going to the move it down. My you favorite know what I mean? quote of the weekend was when the guy at Kentucky said, we think we know what we're doing. Well, yeah, he said, he, <laughs> yeah. I think we know what we're doing. Well, I I don't think that you do. So Neither did 40 other drivers. If you knew what you were doing, how come that thing was on the racetrack Friday night and fall Saturday up till the race? Because yeah. you didn't know what you were doing. You had from October – until July. Yeah. How many races are there a year? Four or five total? Does IndyCar run there? I don't think so. No. So we no. go, and then Xfinity goes back. Yeah. I mean, so there's, so there's two three Xfinity races, one cup race, and probably yeah. an ARCA race or something. Yeah, yeah. Truck race. Five. So five. Five NASCAR and stock car type races. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you're going to do the tire dragon or monster, whatever you want to call it, leave the bottom lane alone. Do the second groove just a little bit, the middle a little bit more, and the top a lot more. A lot more. I yeah. still think when I think about Kentucky, I think about a Kentucky Derby. I think about bourbon. I think about bluegrass. I feel like these tracks had the midway 
bring a lot of people in for a lot of years because you had big footprints. And, and we still do with people like Nationwide, companies like Nationwide, companies like Monster. But these tracks need to get off their lazy tails and get creative. They could make a really cool Kentucky experience out there. Why wouldn't you have the winning horse jockey and the winning horse from the Kentucky yeah, Derby the, be the Grand Marshal or something fun? Or something or with bourbon um, tasting. Or something baseball-like. Yeah, Louisville the, bat. Yeah, you got something going on there. Um, Kentucky's got a lot to be proud of. Kentucky actually, or I know you, I know we're not allowed to use, but you do something. I mean, you know, we go to we go to Sonoma. Everything's the wine tours and stuff like right, that. Right. Uh, how come there's not when you go to Kentucky? How come there's no bourbon tours and stuff? Well, there's a bourbon trail. They need to bring exactly. it to the track. That's what I'm saying. The and bourbon we'll, trails there. Why? I mean, good chance Sonoma's we'll wine. Practice. We'll miss practice. But Sonoma's wine. Then you got Kentucky should be the bourbon trail. I agree. So anyway. All you people in Kentucky, just take our show and give it to the Kentucky Speedway, and it'll be the perfect And replay experience. it all day, every day. Just Holla. this segment, really. Strong. Josh, let's go since we all don't right. have Christmas. Yeah. So, Moving that, so, that, so Natalie also tells us we got to hurry up because there's another show behind ours. Yeah, she's right. recording with Kelly and them. So <laughs> she I, gives us seven minutes warning on that. Yeah, just like that video. She go, oh, you guys, we're doing a video after this. Don't worry about your hair and makeup. Yeah, or what's your shorts you're wearing. Yeah. you got to put on shorts, actually. She, she never. She mentioned it and then never came back to it one time. It was like a subliminal message. She's like, got. She's got to get her <laughs> together. She does. Natalie. Natalie. So let's hurry up because we don't want to ruin. Because of Natalie. Yeah, because Natalie's recording with Kelly and them. So yeah. if you guys want to tweet them later on, please tweet yeah. them telling them they ruined our show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, moving into spot on, spot off. Toyotas sweep Kentucky. Josh, I didn't even Josh notice that. Word. Josh has got the word Yoda. Yoda. Yodas. Yodas. Yoda. Sweep Kentucky like they're we're in. like 1988 or something. Like or Star Wars. Man, yeah. it's, it's hard not to be spot on. I, I mean, when you watch what uh, the the what's his name in the four truck, Christopher Bell. Yeah. I mean, he wins. Then you watch Kyle dominate. Then you watch Martin dominate. Like, it's pretty hard not to be spot on. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go. I'm kind of spot off on it because number one. Uh, you don't spot a Toyota. That that too. They're the only Toyota that was really Kyle was pretty good, but I mean the only Toyota that's really relevant is the '78. Kyle, I mean really he fast. is. Yeah, but he's not just not putting it together. Yeah, Kenseth was fast. But those guys, you know, Kyle could win the next three races too. Yeah. You never know when he's going to go on that streak. But I look at um. To me, the truck race was a no-brainer. You, well, we probably could have told you who was going to win that. Well, we thought Kyle Busch probably would contend. Yeah. He never really did. No, but you, you knew it was going to be him or Christopher Bell, basically. Yeah. They're in the two fastest trucks every week, and when it's a single-groove racetrack like that. And Brandon Jones made a good race out of that. Brandon Jones, actually, that was the best race that I've ever seen him drive. Ever. Yeah, so they evidently hit something setup-wise. That's actually setup the wise. good race I've ever seen him drive. Yeah. Since he got out of ARCA. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the only one I might have seen him ever finish. He wrecks a lot. Yeah, I mean, he go, he's trying hard, but he just – He reminds me of Jerry Nadeau. You know, he just – he's just real, wrecks. real fast, but just always seems to find trouble. That's what Nadeau did. Yeah, yeah. he did. Steven Wallace. Steven, Steven Wallace was never fast, though. He was when he first started, and then he kept wrecking so much, he just got slower and slower. That poor guy. Because he had good speed. thing his dad's rich, because he can't <laughs> drive worth a <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> All right, spot on, spot off. Kenseth not returning to JGR. This is nothing we haven't talked about already, right? Here, you know, I, I'm spot off for this because here's a guy that's a veteran that brings a lot to the table, got into a very fast race car, has done extremely well. Won a lot. 
Kansas was put in a pinch in this situation because here we are in the middle of July. And, halfway. And nobody knows midway, middle and halfway are about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Here we are in the <laughs> middle of July, and we're, we're nothing, we've heard nothing about Matt Kenseth. Now, in our industry, we've heard he's getting in the 88. This week we heard he's getting in the 5. So there's a lot of uh, rumors, but nothing has been said on behalf of Matt Kenseth. Mm-hmm. So he has to take his own future – in his hands and go to the media and say, I don't think I'm coming back to JGR because what that does is that says to other sponsors and other owners, hey, I'm available because Joe Gibbs is sitting back saying nothing. The sponsors are sitting back saying nothing. Eric Jones is saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, Eric Jones may not know what he's doing, but yeah. we know what he's doing. He's yeah. getting in the 20. Yeah. I mean, that, that's everyone pretty much knows that, that Eric Jones is going to the 20 car. Matt's only, The only reason Matt is saying he doesn't think he's going back is because he knows too. Um I, you know, I'm spot on for Matt being man enough to go to the media and, and getting his story out there. Because he, here's a guy that well, he's got to make a living at 45 years old. You don't want another driver. But no. when you look at Mark Martin and you look at Matt Kenseth and even Greg Biffle at 45 years old, I'd hire those guys because they're, they're they're still yeah. good. Yeah, Matt Matt could win anywhere, anywhere too. Right now, so we, we always thought he sucked at qualifying. We didn't su- he didn't suck yeah. at qualifying. Ralph sucked at qualifying. We always thought he sucked at short tracks. He didn't suck you know, at short tracks. He's he's hauled ass everywhere he's been in this JGR stuff. I'm not so sure this is the best decision for Eric Jones and them. Yeah. He's got a good deal going right now. And he's fast. And he's he's fast. And he's got true Exelene on right there. Mm-hmm. Which I think to me is a better mentor than the other, you know, the other ones at uh JGR. I yeah. think I think I think Martin being quiet and you never really hear a lot out of Martin, you know, but no, you know, and to me, it's just a good fit for him. It's just a good fit. And when you go, when you go, when he's going to go to the other shop now, now he's going to be the third, fourth guy, no matter what, like you're the fourth guy there. And here's the big curveball in this whole thing is what happens with five hour energy. They're a caffeine sponsor. Will Monstra allow them to move from, where they're at to JGR because yeah, if they sure. don't, they're stuck. And monster has to allow that because it's in that caffeine category that monster has as an exclusive in the cup series. So that's the big curveball is what happens to five hour energy. Yeah. Because we need them to stay in the sport. They're a big sponsor. And they, they have been for a long time. They leverage their <clears> stuff <throat> in convenience stores. You see their, their product, you see their commercials. I mean, Ooh. I've obviously known some people there. <clears throat> on uh, Steven Wallace's car. Yeah, that's how they got here. Yeah, RD, and they RD realized there wasn't enough five-hour energy in America to teach this guy <laughs> how to drive a race car. No, so they went somewhere else, and then they won races with Clint Boyer, finished second in the championship that year. All right, spot on, spot off. Kentucky may have been Bubba's last race of 2017. Man, um, you know, I'll go, I'll go spot off. I don't know how you can't go. I don't know how you go spot on for him being his last race. He finished 11th, I think. Yeah, ran ran top fifteen all night. Yeah, and he was competitive. He ran he ran competitive against cars that um proved to me that he can still run there. He's better than he has more talent than some of these guys back there and, and um I hope uh you know, hope somebody sees that and gives Bubba another chance here to, to run because he's proved that he can race right there and, and honestly gets in a better car and you know, could be comp- really competitive. Yeah. I I mean this to me is a lot like golf. Uh, and, and it reminds me a lot of Tiger Woods. I, I look at Bubba Wallace, and, and this goes back 
years ago. And, and so I'm definitely spot off on this potentially being his last race of 2017, maybe even potentially his last NASCAR race ever. I mean, you don't yeah. ever know. We're seeing a different trend of, of sponsors and drivers, but you have a black athlete in a predominantly white male sport. And this guy went out and won four truck races. And why Toyota didn't latch on to him and put him in a winning position in Xfinity and carry him into Cup, I will never understand it. Now the pressure is on Ford or Chevrolet to get behind Bubba and stand behind Bubba because Bubba has an opportunity here to gravitate everybody to him. I mean, when you look at what Tiger Woods was able to do in golf, he did things that were unprecedented. And I think Bubba has the same opportunity, but it doesn't happen unless he's winning. And he's only going to win at top-notch stuff. We know the 43 car has an opportunity to win, but it's three or four times a year. It's not every week like a no. lot of these other guys. You know, no. Amarola's been out there, and he's been fortunate. He won one race in it in Daytona. It was a shortened rain race in, in, in July. Three huge wrecks. And a bunch of wrecks. I mean, it, so I'm not saying it can't win. I'm just saying it's going to be very difficult for it to be able to win every week. But I'd love to see Bubba – in a great spot to where people can gravitate toward a diversity driver winning and, and having the ability to win on a weekly basis. Yeah, and Bubba's personality and attitude is great, too, if you're Phenomenal. ever around him. Yeah, he's a fun guy, um, really good dude. I've had a well, – I've been around him a handful of times, and he's a lot – he's funny. He's a fun dude. Yeah, I really enjoy his company. He and Blaney are a lot alike, kind yeah. of come from the same mold, obviously really good friends. Yeah, actually – um after uh, Dale Jr.'s wedding, Blaney actually had his bus there. Yeah. So we went. Uh, why, why would you bring a bus to a wedding? Because he didn't want to sleep. He wanted somewhere to stay after the party, uh-huh. and it was only right up the road. Mm-hmm. So they were all they were actually sleeping there. Is there stripper poles in there? No, there wasn't. We went over there, Disco and uh, no, there wasn't any. It was pretty laid back in there. Uh-huh. So we rolled over there, and I bet it was laid back. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those two together, if you, I'm telling you. One of the funniest things I've ever witnessed is those two playing FIFA soccer against each other. Really? Oh, my gosh. That's you, what I want to do. Go watch two grown men play FIFA <laughs> soccer against each other. Hey, Josh, when we leave here, can we go somewhere and do that? No, Listen. I got too much work to do. Sorry. So, that, yeah. they, they, I've never seen two guys get as angry as I, I have. I'd go run my ass across cheese grater instead. <laughs> if you need me, that's where I'll be. <laughs> now I'm out. <laughs> We well, also like, well, how many, more, how many more years older are we than them? You, you said you got entertained by watching these two guys play. That's because I've never seen two people scream at the TV as much as I, as they do on a soccer game. It's uh, not really the soccer game that was entertaining. Move, move this show along, Josh. All right. We're losing our audience <laughs> that are normal. Everybody uh, that's normal is lost. Spot on, spot off. Larson's performance at Kentucky after racing dirt that week. Great topic. Who came up with this one? Well, I'm just kidding. Natalie came up with it. But let me ask you this, TJ. Do you even know what this means, this bullet point, when you read it? Uh, no. I just know he's won a lot. He's won like six or five or six sprint car races in a row and then – Six. Uh, he won six in a row. Uh, and then went to Kentucky and finished. I think Natalie finished? just wanted dirt. to throw about racing dirt in. I think she's a dirty girl. That's I think she a just – dirt girl. I'm I think sorry. she's like – Dirt. Maybe she just likes girl. Larson. Maybe she likes Larson. Maybe. Have they met, you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, this is next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Spot on, spot off. Ryan Blaney's last 30 laps in the Xfinity race. What did he do? Don't mind. He passed the entire field except for like. Drove a second. Yeah. He went by me so fast it sucked my door number off. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) 
with just two tires. I don't even think he um, – I don't even think I spotted him when he went around us. <laughs> he went around us so fast that it wasn't even like a chance to say inside. Uh, it was like, yeah, that's 12 up there now. Yeah, he gone. <laughs> yeah, he is out. Uh, so, yeah, he was fast. And I don't know – if there was another eight or so laps, ten laps in that race, he, he might have won that race. Yeah. I don't even think he needed that many. No, I don't either. He was fine. Yeah, he was <laughs> He was fast. That and car's it been fast every time he's been in yeah, it. Yeah, and it's not even – that wasn't – honestly, that wasn't even – that was a pit crew, pit stop error that got him back there. It wasn't his doing wasn't either. His doing. So yeah. it, it, it amazes me, like last year, JRM's cars outran Penske's cars on a weekly basis, no matter who was in them. And then we had a big rule change come, and we haven't caught up to where we need to be yet on those mile and a half. So, I mean, in general, yeah, yeah. We, we ran top ten, most of us did for the night, but we're not as good as we were on mile and a half as we were last year. We've no. got to get better in order to be, be able to win Homestead, to win a championship yeah. as a company. But it just amazes me how last year we were kicking Keselowski's butt and Ryan Blaney's butt, and this year we can't even see them because no. the one rules change. They yeah, adapted fast. I mean, y'all won that race last year. So. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Let's take a break. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. One Man Financial is hosting a contest, the Race to Whiskey River Sweepstakes, and this is at Dale Jr.'s house. Mm. Grand prize winner and a guest, three nights in Charlotte. Go-karting with Elliot Sadler. Guided tour of Whiskey River. And this Whiskey River has a jail. It has a hospital. It's got a saloon. Hotel. Hotel. Motel. And a church. And the grand prize winner of the whole thing is going to get three laps around Charlotte Motor Speedway with me Dale and Jr. you no. <laughs> with Dale Jr. And there's a lot more cool stuff too. Where do you go to where, how do we enter for this thing TJ? To enter you're going to go to onemainracing.com and click on giveaways tab. Upload your photo demonstrating why you love racing. You have until July 31st. Or you can go to race2whiskeyriver.com. That's race t o whiskeyriver.com. I would not wait. I would try to enter this sweepstakes right now. I think you can win. Also, at One Main, you can tweet them using the hashtag Whiskey River Sweepstakes. Man, this is going to be awesome. I, you, this is one of those things that you're going to win something you li- literally cannot buy. This is one of them things where Elliot and Del Jr. get sick and I drive the car. There you go. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Subject to official rules at racetowhiskeyriver.com. Must be 21 to enter. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. All right. Welcome back, Kristen. And we're back. (laughs) Uh, we're going to go into fast lane. I'll uh, give Brett and TJ a topic to discuss. Whoever goes first gets a rebuttal. We'll go into it. We've already talked about this a little bit, but uh, Kentucky Speedway has made a lot of changes to their facility, new track surface, seating, parking, roads, even the elevator. As they clo- <laughs> Are they close to becoming they, a better yeah, venue sorry. for the Are industry they- and fans? Are they close to becoming a better in still English language? Uh, yes, they are. It's getting there. We just need the only change in Kentucky that they need to have now is the racing surface. I don't know. Maybe next year they'll drag the, the you know top a lot and middle a little bit and the bottom just a little you know tiny bit. Um, but the only problem there now is the product, the racing product. So you know the weather, the escalators didn't break, the elevator didn't break, parking's good. Um, that you look around there and looking i did peek behind the racetrack one time and see the souvenir deal and i saw fans just slamming it yeah so it looked good 
Um, I thought there was a pretty fair crowd there for the Xfinity race before it rained out. Even the truck race before it, yeah. you know, I thought it was, that was pretty good. So, you know, Kentucky's doing the right thing. His, his minutes got to be up or however long he's got. <clears throat> ding, ding. <laughs> Josh doesn't have a dinger today. No, we're not doing the dinger. Or we're, we're on hurry up mode. He's Josh dingless. does not have a dinger. <laughs> hurry up offense. My favorite part about the weekend for ding. Kentucky <laughs> was standing up there on the roof and the entire weekend being able to see the interstate, being able to see the road in front of the racetrack and know that fans could come and go without being in a lot of traffic. That's a huge deal. They probably had 70,000-plus there on Saturday, and and I think they did a great job of getting them in and out. TJ's point, we got to make the racing surface better, but the track itself has finally stepped it up. Ding. Yeah, the track, nothing wrong with the facility now. Kentucky's a great facility, parking, travel, um, lots of food options down there, souvenirs, everything. It's a pretty centralized location, good racetrack to go to. I don't – you know, it's definitely something – if you're in the area or want to go to see a, you know, want to go to a track, hopefully we can just get the racing service a little wider there and put on a good show. Yeah. All right. Uh, when is the last time, if you can remember, you've seen a driver dominate a race like Martin Trix Jr. did on Saturday? Uh, the Coke 600 last year. I, I would definitely say, and before that, I would have to go way back to Dell Jarrett in 2000. I mean, yes, we saw Jeff Burton lead every single lap at New Hampshire, but the cautions have to fall your way for that to happen. A uh, mile and a half downforce track. There's nobody hotter right now than Martin Truex. He's led more laps than anybody. He swept the stages once again. He's going to have enough stage points to not even show up the first three freaking races of this playoff. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm starting to rethink the stage deal, too, That now that somebody's just killing it like But just this. think about this, though, TJ. <laughs> if we hadn't had stage racing in Kentucky, how boring would it have been? Because he would have lapped the entire field. He's 60 laps away from lapping the entire field if yeah. we don't get cautions. Yeah, he he was hammered out. I think, uh, like you said, the caution-free Michigan race that Dale Jarrett won. Uh, and then the only the one that stands out to me a little bit is uh, the Xfinity race at Daytona when Dale Jr. got out front that one time. He was way out in front. Um, and that doesn't ever happen even in a plate track either. But when I looked down and saw Martin leading by 13 seconds, I, I, I had to look twice. Yeah. I was like, 13 second lead? Yeah. Uh, like that doesn't, that does not happen. If in a relatively if, short amount of time. If you're leading by three seconds, it's like, oh, that's good. You guys fast. 13 seconds at a mile and a half. When he wins, he wins <clears throat> big. Yeah. And, and yeah, congrats to those guys for building that car and <laughs> doing that. Doing something. Yeah. All right, when the Xfinity race came to the green flag on Saturday afternoon, the field stacked up and wrecking ensued. In your opinion, who is at fault here? Did is you come anyone up with that word, fault? Josh, ensued? Mm-hmm. Did you put that in there? I did. That's impressive. So I, I did a little research on this, and Kyle's speed never changed the whole time. And it looked like it did. Because of the accordion effect. Because of the accordion effect. And we're anticipating going. So what I think happened is Kyle went later than, you know, he waited on I the think, green flag. I'm not going to lie. I think they threw the green flag. Uh, there, there's a problem here, and maybe we should talk about it later or something, but they're not throwing. No, like, let's talk about it now. Let's say when, we're in a relationship. Where is the green flag get thrown at? Whenever they want to throw it. Exactly. So how, like, when you throw it that late close to the start-finish line, yeah. these dudes are ready to go. That's too late. That's it their should, fault. To me, it should be in the restart box somewhere. Like, they start he, the, the flagman can start the race. But do it when they're in the restart zone, when they're when they're going to be used to restarting the rest of the night. If your driver hits someone in the ass, 
during this situation. It is on your driver and on your spotter. I don't care when they throw the green. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is when you you're you're doing something way late here. What were like, you saying when this is going down? What what was your communication to the seven? Just wait, watching the leader. Mine was easy, easy, yeah, easy. Just never the go. Somebody yeah. said go, or either somebody went without saying hearing go. That this is on that whole driver spot. Yeah. What happens deal. though is guys. It wasn't typical. No, but it, what happens is guys leave half car length, and then they when they think they're going to get the green, yeah, they start mm, you know going a little bit. What do and they then, do again? You know, yeah. <laughs> when they don't go though, then they got to check up. That's oh, what happened there. About to work it out. That's what happened there. <laughs> That's what happened. I agree with you. I'm not like, disagreeing with you. Ryan Blaney laid back a little bit, thought they were going to go, and not that he's right or wrong for doing that, but then they went a lot later, and Ryan Reed never saw the start. Somebody messed up. Wow, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't me. I just think well, there should it be an area. Me. I think there should be an area where you know the race should start because we don't even really ever know. Where I'm watching the flagman. Yeah, but if you know where it's going to start, then that's not fair either. Or an area because that gives drivers an advantage. But you go to like Dover, the guy throws it out of turn four when you're when half the cars are still in the corner. You know, you go to somewhere. Here's what happened. There's the fan with a green flag, and there's an official standing behind him. Tap him on the back. And when the, the, when the NASCAR official wants to go green, he gives the guy a tap on the back, and the guy waves the flag. I usually watch the tap on the back yeah, when you're in the front. Like, if you're in the first three rows, you watch the tap on the back. We qualified like crap. We were like 18th. So I'm watching the first car in our row and as many cars behind it as I can, well, we never go. And I'm just like, TJ, I'm anticipating a green flag, but we never got it. This is this is a combination of the leader was expecting it, we were expecting it, the guy threw it late, and yeah. somebody screwed up. The driver well, driver or spotter are both screwed up. I think it's just hard to go that late. I think he was just real late. Maybe Ryan Reed just wanted to leave early. But we're all better off. <laughs> All right, we are heading to the Magic Mile this weekend in New Hampshire. Is that what they call it? Yeah. The Magic Mile. What is your favorite part of racing in the Northeast? Lobster. Ugh. Lobster. Oh, it's my turn. Oh. Oh, my favorite part of racing in the Northeast. It's those people with the funky beards that don't have mustaches, like they have crazy facial hair. They talk funny. Um, you'll get some Canadians come down and say A a lot. Uh, this is a really – cool racetrack but it's really flat so passing is really tough if we have a lot of tire fall off i think we'll see a great race yeah and and my, my second favorite thing is there are so many races this weekend there's modifies there's KN, there's xfinity there's cup if you're a race fan get your ass in new hampshire because yeah. you'll see a race i promise you yeah there's um so many races this is this has always been one of my favorite races to go to for family camping type deal you get four or five races a weekend and um, weather is usually nice, nice and cool, you know, cool at night, not cold, but cool and, um, great, great racing. Um, just, I just like the fact that they, they stack the weekend, man. Yeah. You got usually like a late model race at some point, modified race is real big there and a the modified race is great. Phenomenal. Um, you know, then you got either a truck or Xfinity race and the cup race. So they, they don't, you get a lot of, a lot of action for your, for your ticket. You do. Um, so that, that's probably my favorite part about going up there you have got to go see the modified race here they run a restrictor plate like we run at daytona talladega because our cars are so fast and they draft and beat the fire out of each other uh, years ago blake shelton flew in for this race and i took him up top for the modified race and he was like man 
we need the cup cars to do this here. Well, because of aerodynamics, that's not possible. But it truly is a phenomenal race to go see. It's worth your time just to go up there and eat lobster and watch that race. Yeah, that, absolutely. It's a it's a good week. You ever had the lobster mac and cheese? I don't eat lobster. Oh my god! Where do you get it from? Macros. Yeah, the the O, that place. Huh. No, no, you can eat a macros. They have a really good lobster roll. You're talking about the one right there by the interstate yeah. or whatever. Um, they got a really good lobster roll in there. They yeah, got, they yeah. got really good cold beer in there too. Yeah, well, I can't imagine you drinking beer. I saw. Yeah. So Josh for two weeks is at the beach. Nah, one, imagine one that. Week. One, one week, week yeah. and then the first thing he does is comes home and he goes to a brewing company, and he the power goes out. I don't know what he did Saturday night, but I'm sure there was alcohol involved. This guy's like an animal. So you, I mean, <laughs> you're like, like a you're like a tap, a beer tap, mm-hmm. a walking beer tap. How ever, do you keep ever your, flowing? How do you keep your figure if you drink four thousand calories of beer every day? Oh, you just got to run. Yeah, yeah. But you've been in a boot. Uh, well, yeah, how's that working? What does Josh look like when he runs, TJ? Is it like a gazelle? or? I haven't like... seen him move more than like eight or so feet at a time, so it doesn't really. So you don't know. We only play half court, so you don't really have to run. Half That's court. Yep. Yeah, and, well, there's not, there's not a full well, course. So you got watching FIFA soccer. <laughs> Josh doesn't have to move, but from basically there to here, and then when, you know, he gets the ball, he's down there. When they switch, you know, he's. Three steps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're down there now. You go ahead. Yeah. All right. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the off-the-wall topic, who is your favorite ESPN anchor and why? And this can be from the past as well. Um, I used to really like Kenny Mayne. Does he count? He's a liberal. <laughs> but I liked him when he did RPM tonight. Isn't he like a complete off-the-wall liberal? Josh, somebody? I don't, I don't Didn't know. Didn't he leave ESPN and go do his own show? No, that's not him. That was Keith Oberman. Oh, yeah. my God. I hate that guy. Kenny Mayne I like. Yeah, Kenny Mayne was funny. Takes me a minute. I'm not good with movie names or people's names. Yeah, I like Kenny Mayne. And oh, Keith Oberman. What an idiot. You probably, think Brett, you probably really like uh, Stephen A. Smith. I don't mind him like a lot of people. Skip Bayless. Those I two are my – I don't mind my... him like a lot of people either. See, I don't like either one. I don't like Stephen A. Smith because he's just an idiot. That short-haired chick on MSNBC <clears> – <throat> And Keith Oberman drive me nuts. That's not sports. We're going back to sports. Man, I love Chris Berman. <laughs> yeah, Chris Berman's always been. I loved uh, Stuart Scott. Yeah. God, I, like I love too. that guy. Yeah. I grew up watching him. Extremely saddened when I found out he had cancer and, and ultimately wasn't going to be able to beat it. I mean, cooler than the other side of the pillow. That's, I, that's Cooler genius. than the other side of the pillow. I really loved the the lady, Hannah Storm. Yeah. God, she was awesome, God. too. And I love hot chicks that can do TV, like Shannon Spake, Jamie Little, <laughs> Danica Patrick. Uh, Danica's good at TV. Let's <laughs> go to the next show. 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 Topic, wow, whatever. This here. is a great show. Oh, I'm skipping boy. the entire rest of the show. <clears throat> anyway, I don't like Keith Oberman. Let that be known. Okay. I've tweeted that right. before. He made me mad one time. He tweeted something. Well, we're running out of minutes. So. NASCAR. He doesn't like NASCAR either. Mm. All the more reason not to like him. Okay. We don't like Keith Olbermann. <laughs> but we like Kenny Mayne. Kenny Mayne, you you pass. <laughs> All right, we're moving to uh, hashtag AskDBC. Yeah, what's this guy's name? At uh, Jay Breesky. Sure. There's no I on the end of this or Y. Whatever. Jay, <laughs> how would you say it, TJ? Jabrisk. Jabrisk. All right, well. 
Does the experience in running the Xfinity race outweigh the toll of running double duty on the same day? Yes. <laughs> Does the experience of running the Xfinity race outweigh the toll? So what he's asking is, do these guys get <clears throat> enough experience running the Xfinity race on a doubleheader day to make it worth the toll on their body? That's the question he's asking. The answer is absolutely. These guys yeah. are defined athletes. You're talking about going out and racing, you know, in some cases, six, 700 miles in one day in temperatures that are 130-plus degrees inside of these race cars. And when you look at Daytona, no, it's probably not worth it from an experience standpoint, yeah. unless you're a younger guy like Blaney or somebody. But when you look at a place like Kentucky, it absolutely helped those cup guys to go out there and be able to run two races on the same day. Yeah. You know, if it's a real hot Richmond day or something, maybe it just depends on – if it's a 90-degree day and, you know, and there's a – We've seen guys withdraw before at Talladega from yeah, a doubleheader. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of stress and mental and everything there. But we got a group of 20 people out here staring <clears throat> at us like we're zoo animals. It's good to see you guys. Ron LeMasters taking them around. Best tour guide in the business. Back to our show. All right. At King Bishop 1981 asks, Is Stenhouse Jr. the new Dale Jr. of restrictor plate racing? Come on, bro. Come on. Next he question. did not just ask this. No. You know, the the next Dell Jr. of restrictor plate racing was becoming Brad Keselowski. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy that figured out how to get the lead and how to keep the lead when he gets it. And that's the hardest thing. That's what makes a Dale Earnhardt, a Dell Jr., uh, the best at plate racing is not only can they go get the lead, they can keep the lead. And that's what Keselowski had figured out how to do. But let's not bring Stenhouse Jr. into this conversation I, I haven't just seen yet. I haven't seen Ricky get the lead. Kathy's watching you. You better not mess hey, this up. I have not seen Ricky get the lead and and do the things that I've seen Dell Jr. Or, or Brad do. He got the lead to last lap at the right time. Yeah, it, two times and great moves. Nothing against it, but he, uh, there's a long way to go before you get to the level of the other guys. Absolutely. Brett, I'm going to assume this next one is uh, geared towards you. Oh God. Ed oh, Aaron yeah. Sadister asks. I'd like to know what a bourbon drinker versus a white wine drinker looks like. Where is this coming from? Why remember are we last week, tipping people who drink? Remember we said, what did we say about her? She looked like a a white wine drinker? A red wine, maybe. Red wine? I would think a bourbon. Man, when, when I think of bourbon, I think of cowboys. Like, I think <laughs> of a dude with a cowboy hat and a scruff face sitting down and ordering a shot of Jack Neat. What's Josh drink? Just pound it. Josh drinks white wine or wine coolers. <laughs> When I think of white wine drinkers, I kind of think of like a, a Kentucky Derby crowd. Pats, you know, Prissy, Pinot Grigio. That sounds Prissy. <laughs> Can I have a Pinot Grigio, please? That's watch, something you'll never hear. FIFA soccer. That's yes. like a Capri Sun. Can we get some Pinot Grigio and some FIFA soccer? That's like a Capri Sun, isn't it? I'm never going to sit down in anywhere in public and order a glass of white wine. That's not me. Really? Nah. Never? I'll drink red wine. Mm. We used to call that foreplay in South Carolina. <laughs> That's the <laughs> begin. <laughs> well, that Aaron. That wasn't real. I don't know. Yeah. I blame Brett. Aaron just got her own Maker's Mark barrel. Oh. So she bought this thing, and seven years later, you get to go back and dip your own bottles. So she's, like, getting her picture made with her own bottles of Maker's Mark. And here's the thing. Where is it she, at? She has a gluten allergy. She can't even drink it anymore. Oh. Look, look at this picture of Aaron right here. 
I mean, this is tough time. This is how my employees spend their days off. It's got a name on it. Look at this. Maker's Mark Whiskey for Ambassador Aaron Sagister. So she has, where's the bottle at? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's exactly the question I got. She's actually got six bottles. Look at these. We just need one. Then we can look like cowboys. Playing um, we can get us a shot of bourbon and play some FIFA Yeah, something. I mean, Aaron, you're not going to obviously drink it now. So no, give it up. Yeah. There's no sense, no reason why you can't give it up. Give it up. Aaron, Christmas, give it up. Christmas, anytime. Valentine's Day. Would you like, yeah, anything. Prom. Birthday. Tuesday. <laughs> any, two, any, any day that ends in Y. How about yeah. two-day? Yeah, any day, two-day. Moving along. Uh, at Copeland, Zach asks, will both of you be spotting at Eldora? How different is spotting on dirt than asphalt? I will not be tending Eldora. Tending? Tending. <laughs> be tending <laughs> to or attending? Yeah, I will not be attending Eldora. I have had the opportunity to go to Eldora <clears throat> on several occasions, and I absolutely love going to it as a fan. I have never gone to this racetrack and been a spotter, and I don't have a plan to. It – it's pretty tough on spotters because you get covered in dirt. Your equipment yeah. gets nasty. I mean, there's you know. no way around it. I've spotted it. You, you you try to take Ziploc bags and wrap them around your radios, but some damn how that dirt finds its way in to every crevice, <clears throat> to every your radios. Like you literally have to take them apart and yeah. clean them. It's not fun. Like you need to just go get a backup stuff that something that's five, six years old that you got in a drawer somewhere and just use that headset and go. My stuff's actually 10 years old, my, well, my primary <clears throat> stuff. Yeah, well, find something that's older than that and take it. So, so you just get nasty. It's just, yeah, it's a great race, though. I, I am looking forward to watching it. I always have a cookout that night at my house. Invite it's some a friends perfect over. night, yeah. You get to start watching racing at 6 o'clock with the heats and all that stuff. Yep. Man, hey, I, Aaron I love can it. bring you a bottle of uh, – Yeah, yeah, Aaron, yeah. maybe we, she can give us some – some bottles to celebrate the Eldora races with. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys have anything you need to rant about? I don't think I'm mad about anything this week. No, I really wanted to rant about the escalator, something breaking, but it never did. Nah. They brought us waters and uh, a plastic bin with ice that was see-through for cooling. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was better than and the little chubby dude wasn't in all the shade. No, Roman got in the shade. There was, there was four or five shade, Yeah, but you could walk underneath there and actually. Yeah, just uh, c consume some you, shade. You could actually go and get some cover for a minute. Yeah. It was nice. So thank you for putting that little guy somewhere else. Somewhere Wherever else. Wherever he was was the perfect spot. Oh, these are the biggest pitchers ever for our they picks. They are. They are. Wow. What's this guy's <clears> name <throat> that does this for us? Cole uh, Witt. Corn Witt. Corn Witt. Big Cole Witt fan. Um. You think he's a Cole Whit fan? No, I don't think so. Dude. I wonder if he lives in Iowa. It's a Cornelius V star. Yeah. Yeah. That guy sends a lot of questions. I yeah. like that guy. Yeah, I like him too. Maybe he should get a bottle of Maker's Mark. Yeah. Aaron? Aaron. Aaron. Um, Did you see anything crazy going <clears> on at Kentucky, man? I, I got to give props to the lap cars and Xfinity Cup. They finally realized that they needed to run the top and give the fast cars the bottom. They didn't realize that they're um, in the truck race because, God Almighty, they were all in the way. You know, this just reminded me of something. So I watched I watched the Xfinity race, spot the Xfinity race, and the cars were very well, very good about staying out of the way. Um, the one thing did I saw, that, I went. Did you see that Cope girl? I saw. Her, so this is what I was going. I'm getting to. So I go down to the after the Xfinity race. We got a 
quite a long time. Yeah. So I go down to the garage, the truck, you know, and I'm walking in there. And through the cup garage, I see her walking. And there is probably six or seven reporters walking with her. And I'm sitting here thinking. They were all guys. Now, no. why, though? She's hot. <laughs> what What is the interview there? They were asking her to come to the lake Sunday. I, I hope so. I hope they weren't even interviews. I hope they were more like. Want to do a kickstand after the race? Yeah, something like that. I'm, I was maybe maybe that's what was going on. But what in the world would you? Maybe they work for Girls Gone Wild. Ooh, did you ever see any of those? Yeah, of course. No, <laughs> never <laughs> have. No, I've no. never seen any of them. <laughs> no, you were playing FIFA soccer. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I was in a. I was in a FIFA tournament. <laughs> Couldn't get out. Didn't I? Actually, I had a friend of Why mine. Why do those not exist this anymore? This is no lie. I had a friend of mine, I'm not going to say his name, but his initials are Digger. And he said, we're watching this video, and he says, oh, sh**, that's my niece. <laughs> it was his niece on Girls Go Wild. How do you make that phone call to your brother? Hey, you man, don't. Hey, TJ, I don't know how to tell you, you this. You don't but make that call. Your daughter's on Girls Going Wild. Uh, you, you don't make <laughs> that call. This is awful. That's he was just probably something. filmed at Lake of the Ozarks, truth be known. I'm going to say most of it was probably filmed in Miami or something like that. Havasu, Myrtle Beach. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know about Myrtle Beach. 